2: Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends, and yeah. welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast, number 25-ish, or something like that. I am uh, Chickity Chuck. I'm godless. And this, this is our, is our weekly examination of all things uh, metal and such and that that kind of stuff that we post every Monday, man. Brought to you this week by TuneTrack, the Swedish software company behind the drum samplers. Samplers, yeah, and software tools many of your favorite bands rely on uh, for songwriting and for studio work. Easy Drummer, Superior Drummer, Easy Mix 2, and more. All throughout November, they are celebrating Metal Month, an entire month dedicated only to metal. Head to toontrack. for gear, uh, for new gear uh, deals and happenings. Yeah, so thanks, think to, Christmas uh, people. Thanks to toontrack. Yeah, thank Christmas. Oh man, there's so many things this week to talk about. So many things to that, that are going on. It's it's outrageous. Oh, it's, I mean, we, we got knows. we got such a good oh. episode, and there's so many things that it's hard for us to isolate sometimes. It's going to be two hour show. All, all the stuff that we want to talk about because it, there's
0: just so much. I uh, know there's slow weeks coming, but we're,
1: I know, we're right? Going to be uh,
2: I know. well, dude. Holiday episodes are are just as much fun because we can do all
0: kinds <laughs> of fun stuff with all that. But this episode, we've got uh, we've got Tom Mariah. Oh, this is you hear me talk every week about right? great interviews that. Uh, I unfortunately, think is, yeah. I think we're the ones who are doing them. Oh uh, well, you know this is this is the most emotional interview I've ever heard Tom Araya do. Honestly, I I would have to agree with
2: that, man. I've watched a lot of stuff that he did, especially like prepping to talk to Tom. uh You know, you want to get into what he's done recently or what he's talked about recently and that kind of thing. So I've watched and listened and read a lot of the stuff that he's talked about, and I think we did a pretty good job with him, man. Yeah. He's coming up; he's going to be playing Fun 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 Fest here in Austin uh, coming up uh, next week or this
0: weekend i guess it would be yeah, this coming weekend and um so we got a chance to
2: speak with him ahead of time Dude, about all kinds of different stuff I, I, man, so. I, I,
0: to, I mean it was so good that when we were done Tom called us back afterwards.
2: <laughs> yeah, because he didn't want us to say something. Oh, but, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He, he called. He us called
0: back. us back. <laughs> He's got my number now. He yeah, didn't like woo! completely move on. You right,
2: know. I know. I know. I wasn't just done
0: with it. But but I was nearly at the verge of tears. Tom oh. was nearly in the verge of tears. Oh. You are a metal automaton. Oh. So well, it's. I was also still.
2: I'm still <laughs> recovering from this illness. Whatever the hell this fucking thing is that happened during fun or housecore fun fest uh-huh. or whatever. Oh my god, dude! I still have like the mouth aids or something. It's just, it's just destroying me, man. Yeah, you awful. are
0: not the first person to say the word mouth aids <laughs> after going to see Guar in concert. That's, I am sure of that.
2: That's that's probably entirely true.
0: <laughs> oh, it's brutal, man.
2: But uh let's see what else happened this week. Well, we got the uh, the broken hope thing, dude. Oh uh, my god! Yep. So um, everybody. Uh, has it's, uh, by now you've listened to our interview with Glenn Benton and, and check that out because of the whole Broken Hope uh, Deicide saga that happened, but Broken Hope apologized.
0: Yes, did you see that crap they I, apologized. I, I, I did, and I uh, want to say I said this on Twitter, which you can follow me at Godless Speaks mm-hmm. and you at Bearded Ape and mm-hmm. at No Control Radio. But I said this on Twitter. Uh, I think last night when I saw it. You're welcome. Uh, we did our part to bring peace between Broken Hope and DSI, and and personally, I just want to make sure that uh, you know everybody, including Broken Hope, uh, know that uh, you're welcome. Uh, I was glad, I, I glad I could be a part of it. You know, it's funny because I think that that when they
2: come out with a statement on Facebook, and you realize that your tour mate does not have a Facebook presence, does not have a Twitter account, is not out there in social media, you have a one sided argument, and we provided the other side. Exactly. So I was very happy. That, uh, that Glenn got his say.
1: So. And,
0: and I think it was a really great... It, we've talked about this numerous times on the show where, you know, look, when there is a dispute, when there is something that needs to be said, and if you're an artist and you've got to get your word out, and sometimes, you know, the what, what you say out of your mouth and the way you say it... Conveys a lot more. That's true. Than what you can put on the written page. It's and so true. So you know, call up the Axel and Vince and try to make something happen. Tweet me, tweet you. We'll make it work. You know what I mean? Uh, if it's an interesting story, but start by being an asshole.
2: So if you start by being an <laughs> asshole, you can create some kind of story that will make us want to talk about you. Not <laughs> necessarily. That, you that's could be the victim the of,
0: of that behavior oh, that's true. too. I guess, I
2: guess so. But but you know, we kind of want to talk to assholes. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's. Yeah, we don't want everybody to be controversial, but it's just these things come up. I yeah. mean, it's life. It's part of the deal, man. Yeah. I mean, the, what we, we want to talk about, we, we were going on about this thing about bleeding through because that was the other thing. Uh, that popped up this week that I thought was really
0: interesting. Yeah, we should, seems- ha- hit, we should we ha- should hit the record button an hour ago. I know we've been talking I know, about this constantly. I know, I know. and that's it's the, the thing. pre-show thing. We need to like set up a camera or something. Uh, check we, that out. W- we got to because we kind of pre-game a little
2: bit and talk about these things. And and dude,
0: we get carried away. Uh,
2: dude, pull up, Pull up the pull up the thing yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. you can so you can do some quotes for me because the. This was one of the most interesting things to me because we've been seeing a lot of this, whether it was uh, the Eon guitarist being, I quit the band because I can't make any money, or the fuck the facts guy who was coming out that's uh, I do this because I can't make money, and I, and I love the music. We've been seeing a lot of statements from musicians that have been coming up lately about their situation, whether it's uh, the situation with the band, the situation with the tour, the situation with the music industry in general, and this dude pretty much hits on all of those things in this one diatribe that he has that was that he posted and it sounds it sounds like a suicide note to me yeah. per, personally i mean it really does and the, yeah
0: well it's funny because you know what's when, his name
2: again um hold on uh, i can never i can't i can't pronounce his name so go go for it it's uh,
0: uh shia petty shia Potty?
2: <laughs> See. Okay i too many consonants for me I, i'm terrible at that i'm terrible with names i really am
0: yeah uh, brandon shia patty so brandon go. kind of goes through with the uh, you know whole bunch of questions why did i start this band back in 1999 well it's because you know if i didn't i was gonna hurt myself because i'm a real emotional and and you know angry dude yeah okay cool and it sounds like he's still a little angry you know a little, a little I, bit <laughs> hasn't gotten it all out of his system yet um but uh um yeah he has a whole bunch of questions and then he calls out the haters and uh you know all that sort of thing um Uh, But where I thought it got really interesting was when he starts talking about uh, now getting ready to embark on our first leg of the U.S. farewell Farewell tour. It seems what we are doing is still not good enough, even though we are 100 percent doing this tour for the ones that have supported us throughout the years. We are still getting backlash. And it's sort of like he's he's reading the trolls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the trolls are getting to him. Yeah. You got to quit that. Yeah, you got to stop that. Oh, absolutely. And you know, as leader of the trolls, <laughs> <They're> true, <laughs> <laughs> on behalf yeah. of all trolls, right, no doubt. You got to understand that that, you know, like I was saying earlier about about Glenn Benton, sometimes you got to hear the voice and yeah, not just you the put word. it all together, right? I mean, because because somebody may make a comment on your
2: Facebook page and you mean it one way and it's taken another, or yep. you take it way too seriously, or. I don't know. It's, Half
0: the time, p- trolls are just trying to out troll each other. It's not exactly, even about the right? topic, you know. And
2: what I don't get is is how you don't get a thicker skin, um, you know, being a touring band like that. And, I, and I'm not talking about the experience or whatever, but it just seems like at some point you just don't give a shit what anybody's got to say about you. Yeah, you know, you got to get over that. Uh, critics will say stuff, and maybe that hurts a little bit if they dog on your album and things like that. That that would kind of suck. I can see where. If somebody's really giving you crap about your art, then that's you know that's going to be awful. But I mean, if in general, you know, ninety percent of the internet is is just shit and, comments and, and, and sometimes assholes, it, man. I mean, and you know, I'm I'm guilty of it too. But yeah, I mean, if, I
0: just troll libertarians. You know, that's all. <laughs> but um, if you go if you go on a page. It's because you care about it in some way. Yeah, right? right. You've got some kind of something about it. Right. You, know, you give a shit. The, you care. I, I'm not going to waste my time on Bleeding Through's Facebook page when there's a million other potential bands I could be trolling. I'm trolling Bleeding Through, and I'm not saying I have, right. but you're doing it yeah. because you care for it in some sort of way. And I, I get it, you know, and I feel bad when a band goes, Look, I give up, man. I, you know, if at the least I should get. Uh, uh, you know the support of everybody for what I do if I'm not going to get paid and I could totally get that yeah but I think he's taking it way too much to heart and I'll bet you three or four years from now he's gonna go oh I want to get back out there again. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. There'll be a
2: reunion tour at some point, and it'll be all happy go lucky again yeah. because you forgot that it was terrible. And then, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, one of our future interviews, we're going to be talking with Mark Aquenda on this show, and right. he talks exactly about that, about how you know the 10-year gap in their career was basically because they were pissed off at the music industry pissed off at each other and they had to get out get out and it took a little while but then they just longed to get back into it yep and i think every band is going to do that but especially when you have a great a
0: little bit of glimpse of that of, of that spotlight man standing yeah. on a stage i don't care if you've got 12 people in front of you or 1200 or twelve. 12- I've only had two. Yeah, you st- so. well, No, you had a good crowd in front of no. you last weekend for uh, uh, yeah, house yeah, court. Yeah, but that was pretty terrible. You were awesome. <laughs> uh, so the uh, you know you get up there and you do something, you say something in particular into a microphone, and people applaud it, react to it emotionally. Yeah, right. Whole thing. That's a rush. And when you're faced with, uh, you know, the, the closest thing you got to that is when you go in front of the IRS because they just audited you. <sighs> And you got an audience of one. You got to convince them of something. All of a sudden, get back on the road and having people forget that you exist. Uh, you know, at the IRS is probably a uh, pretty uh, uh, you know good idea. And that's what I picture happening here. It's an, you know another case of uh, I, I I just don't think you should quit. I think you can say hiatus. You could say you know do yeah, d- a doc a break coil. or something. I don't have know. any good ideas yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 Totally good okay good but although doc Coyle did it the wrong way he should have kept the name but you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. uh, but the uh uh yeah just you know i i think it's it's somewhat disingenuous and and perhaps uh uh you know he feels it and he believes it and so therefore it's not disingenuous but i think everybody else in the room should understand this guy's gonna come back it may be oh, different yeah, and yeah, maybe the yeah, yeah, whole yeah. thing but but it's coming back so just don't call it a farewell tour call it a we think the keyboardist is going to get pregnant any second now so <laughs> tour you know what well, i mean and
2: that's the and that's the kind of trying to milk the emotion out of the out of the moment yeah you know i do, i'm just trying to make this the most emotional that i can And he's an emotional person you could tell by the way that he wrote this thing yeah. and it all just got poured out on the page and and it was painful and you can tell that he's that he's hurting about this stuff, especially as the because of where they were in two thousand three, two thousand six. You know, with the truth and uh, this love is murderous. It's like those those albums were huge for bleeding through, mm-hmm. and they were on the top of their game. But they're but the genre shifted away from them, and they got screwed. I mean, they were they they were one of the bands that just didn't didn't make it with the turn when people started to turn away from metalcore they I, I can't you know i can't explain why somebody made it or didn't make it because their music wasn't it wasn't valid or invalid compared to somebody else or not or whatever you know like why is kill switch engage better than bleeding through uh, don't know uh, there might be a couple better songs here and there but over the overall we're talking about the same kind of genre, genre stuff, and just the audience. But when you start to pull like half of your audience away, and that audience was finite to begin with, you know, you just don't have a lot of room to room to grow, and yeah. and you can't make money like that. But even some of the top end bands that you that we talked to over over, over this course of our our podcast so far, they're not making a ton of money either. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be a Slayer, you have to be a Metallica, you have to be somebody that's that a D, even a Deicide doesn't because they're legendary they're 20 25 years worth of legendary in there one of the best-selling death metal records of all time you're going to make a little bit of money while you're on the road hopefully enough to live or hopefully enough that that's what you can do and if you can do that to survive like that's all you have to do that you can go home and chill or you have another job that you can go home and return to and still be able to do it that's that's a win. That yep. seems like a win to me and he's got and he's got something that a lot of other bands don't and he owns a business. Yep. You know, he's got something at home. So
0: it's it's kind of weird. But there's, there's a lot of bands that if they'd gotten to where Bleeding Through are now would be so excited. Oh yeah. But the difference is is just what you're talking about. They were somewhere bigger and yes. now they're falling back and it's yeah, really yeah, tough yeah, yeah. to stay motivated as a business. Yeah. Because that's what you are as a band. It's very tough to stay motivated. Because you're rowing upstream. You're you're just basically. It it feels that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just trying. You're going against the current of everything. Yeah. And it's hard to win people back. And he'll he'll come back as soon as the tides shift again and, you know, everything's good. But I just don't think any band should quit until they've done the crowdfunding campaign. They have. uh, well, but do you but do you want to do do you want to do the crowdfunding campaign and
2: fail? Do you if if you're fine. Ar- if you're already but no orgy if or you know what if orgy dude, had
0: done their campaign and then afterwards said yeah. you know what we just found out our fans don't care right now. <laughs> And we found
2: out that we suck. Yes. Everybody hates us. Everybody thinks we're tools. You know, and now so we want to go off and slink into the... Exactly. So I'm
0: going to go work at, you know, do like what Mark Rastiquinda talks about, where, where he was working when uh, uh, Death yeah, Angel worked. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to go work in a shop for a little while, and I'll come back. I'm going to be the dude from Gore Guts, and I'm going to make a uh, very nice... cabinet tree for you. We're going to make you a table. Yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what they should do. But, you know, you do the crowdfunding campaign. You get on Patronism.com. You... you uh, um, I, you, you, know. you, you, you find all sorts of different ways to monetize. You get that iconic logo. You have great, you know, you try to unite with an artist of some sort, like a Derek Hess or a Pusshead or a, 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 See, a that, John Baisley. That to me is more important. That. Like, yeah. that, like to me, the,
2: the, if, you're, if you're talking about making money and making money in music or making money in, in metal for that matter, because it's just so hard. And because metal fans are not, they don't have the most money in the world you've got to have good art design you've got to have things uh throughput that's that's top to bottom about your band and i don't know if if you've if you
0: have not learned the barry manilow (laughs) catalog and are not hiring your band out for weddings on the side then you know shut up you know (laughs) i mean you could call it selling out but there's right now i think there's no such thing as selling out because it's so freaking hard it's almost four dollars a gallon when you well, drive that 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 uh, van of yours across the country, nobody's yeah. going to blame you for any of this. Well, you're now. not selling. I mean, no nobody's, nobody's buying no, their nobody's CD. selling. Nobody's buying. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the problem. I think you know what we ought to do on our shows going forward is we need to like these are the albums we have purchased. Announce it. Put ourselves and, out there and, and on the record. This is the money I'm spending, and uh, as long as my wife ain't listening to the show, which she doesn't, I think it'd be really great. You know, it's like, hey, look, I spent the four dollars because amazon had a sale <laughs> hey dude that's a that's that's why i got a job in radio so yeah. that i could get free, free music stuff, yeah it was all about free music i'm like
2: well screw it i'm not getting because radio people don't make any money hey, either I between you and me we don't need
0: it. to tell the truth
2: no i'm telling the truth <laughs> god damn it that's what i'm here for i'm here to speak the truth all right we gotta we gotta get into this interview with tom ryan man we, we've been talking about, we could go into 50 different other directions with I, this thing. remember this, 30, this. Honestly, remember this
0: we'll get back to it in a future episode i'm, I'm sure, sure it. i'm sure we will
2: i'm sure we will because we'll be talking when he comes back <laughs> on, yeah. the, on the Bleeding Through <laughs> reunion tour we're going to be talking about it but we got to get into our interview with uh, Tom Araya because uh, it was awesome it was uh, I've tried not to go all fanboy and squeal a little bit but there might be a little bit just a little bit in there just just a smidge his balls tasted amazing in my mouth <laughs> that's what that was it's ooh salty ball. alright good job uh, Tom Araya from the legendary Slayer on the Metal Sucks podcast <laughs>
0: What's going on, Tom? How's it, doing? How's it going?
2: It's going good, man. Yeah, doing all right?
0: Yeah. All right. Thomas is Godless here as well for the Metal Sucks podcast. All right. It is an absolute honor to be speaking with you. I'm sure you've heard that, what, 40 times so far today?
1: No, <laughs> it's the second time today. Second time, today.
0: <laughs> close. <laughs> so
2: we're here. Uh, we're here in Austin, Texas. Man, I hear you are uh, are kind of close to. You're out in
1: BFE, Texas. Man, when did you uh, decide to move out uh, out to Texas? Uh, about Nineteen years ago, twenty years ago. Uh, my wife was pregnant at the time, and she wasn't handling her pregnancy very well. So we kind of moved closer to Texas, and then uh, so we we split it between L.A. and Texas, and then. Uh, and then her father was uh, her her his her, her father's health wasn't uh, wasn't doing too well, so we we went ahead and decided to permanently move to Texas, and so she could be uh, next, you know, with her family.
0: Sounds like they need uh, a new doctor in that town, man. Everybody's having health problems in that town.
1: Should you take <laughs> them to L.A.? I, I don't know, but she <laughs> she she wanted to be closer, uh, you know, to her family, and uh, so kind of uh, we've been that for now, 20 years.
2: So is it, uh, is it too slow for you? Do you miss that
1: oh, that dude, West, West Coast thing, or is it? No, I don't. I don't. I don't miss downtown. I don't miss. I don't. No, I don't miss the West Coast thing. I, you know, it's my own little piece of paradise. Yeah, it's my own little slice of paradise, and it makes me forget everything.
0: Man, do you miss like uh, I don't know fast food restaurants, internet connections?
1: Well, you know, you know, even though I live out in the sticks nowadays. Oh, that's within 20-minute drive.
0: 20-minute <laughs> <laughs> drive. you got to fuel you up know, a tank of gas before you leave the house.
1: You know, well, you know what? Everything's, everything's within driving distance. And, and if it's going to take you 45 minutes to get somewhere, it's going to take you 45 minutes. You know, it's not a 10-minute drive that turns it into 45 minutes.
2: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, oh, right. That's
1: great. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're li-
2: if you're living in the burbs of L.A., it takes you 45 minutes to get five miles. At... Yeah, well, but
1: it's,
0: uh, a, it's a difference when you're held up by cows.
1: Yeah, but, you know, cows are pretty smart. <laughs> Depending
0: on how fast really, you're driving, driving, yeah. They're
1: smart as a deer. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, they, they tend to freak out and chase and run you with you and then just run right in front of you.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, my buddy's car got taken out by a raccoon the other day. That was, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, that's
1: a pretty big raccoon. <laughs> I know, that's what I said.
0: Uh, a small car. <laughs> so where are you at now?
1: Right now, I'm in California.
0: Do you got the L.A. shows are
1: happening? Uh, yeah, we, we just got done with those. Uh, today's a day off. Uh, and Actually, no, today, yesterday was a day off. Today, we play San Jose.
0: Now, you know, I think everybody looked at that itinerary before you guys started everywhere worldwide and went, oh, my goodness, those shows are going to be special. How were they?
1: They were. Uh, the L.A. show was great. You know, what I mean, we have been able... to You know, we've played Southern California, we just haven't really played the L.A. area. And I think the closest that we've ever gotten to the L.A. city itself was uh, Universal uh, Amphitheater, and that's uh, up in the hills by Universal Studios. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the closest we've gotten to L.A., so it it was special. I mean, you know, 25 years after the fact, we're allowed to play in this building again.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because it was a, a riot uh, last time you played.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, it was a fuck. It was a major riot. I, we didn't even know about it until after the show when someone said, "Hey, you know, there's a newscaster wants to, uh, uh, you know, a news team that wants to do an interview with you." We're like, "Cool." <laughs> the four of us are like, "All right." like, and the first question was, "So, what do you guys think about the riot outside?" And we just looked <laughs> at each other. We're like, "What riot?" <laughs> <laughs> We didn't even have a clue that a riot had gone on.
0: When's the last time you've had one of those? I mean, you must have at least a couple in your past, no?
1: No, that's no. the only one. Full, full blown riot. That that was the one. <laughs> yeah, that was the one, and that was a uh, uh, it was a South of Heaven tour that we started, and yeah, that, that's I think that's the that's that's the only. Riot that I am I am aware of I mean no one's ever brought Any other riots to our attention So that's the only one That I know of (laughs) Do you
0: remember like Feeling anything Like you know A certain kind of energy Coming from the audience Or anything like that Or was it complete And utter surprise
1: It was just It was You know It was Shit the last Last two nights in LA Were total chaos You know what I mean So if something Would have gone on outside We wouldn't have known it There's just so much energy In the building You know what I mean you don't have time to think about what's going on on the outside. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: I was crazy looking at the pictures of the Palladium, and then then going back at you guys had posted pictures. I think of Santiago or something like that. With oh,
1: yeah, actually, yeah, those actually, those were yeah, those were really big shows. Uh, we we did a South America run period that was on average you know fifteen to twenty thousand people or more. You know what I mean? I think the biggest one was in in uh, in Rio. We did the Rock and Rio. That was. You know, over eighty five thousand. So But uh no nah, man, you know, you you get a room of five thousand people, you know, that's that's exciting. <laughs> Especially Slayer crowd. Yeah, right. That's pretty fucking exciting when you got five thousand people crammed in a room and... how,
2: how do you not get a riot out of that, right? <laughs> no,
1: exactly. It's a riot inside, you know what I mean? You know, fuck the riot outside. It's a riot in here. <laughs> I gotta
0: tell you, Tom. There's like a billion and one questions, and obviously, you know, we got a very limited amount of time. But uh, you know, sort of like the the elephant in the in the room, as they say, is uh, you know the passing of Jeff Hanneman just a few weeks ago.
1: You calling him an elephant. <laughs> 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 uh, never forget. <laughs> do you? you know, do, he, he might as well be because his music is the elephant in the room. Yeah. Oh, he's. You know, I mean, he's he he did. You know. A major part of the music uh, writing in, in Slayer, and so yeah, it's an obvious elephant.
2: So is it different for you because you guys had played for a while with him sideline uh, because of his injury and everything else that was going on? Is it different for you now, just knowing that he's not there versus knowing that he was there?
1: Yeah, you know, you're you're asking the question and you're you know the answer. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean, it, it, I mean, you. Fuck you, you're, Chuck. You're, 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 ask, you're asking me answering the question. You know, what I mean, I'm like, it's, yeah, it's, it's different. You know, what I mean, because you know, it, there it, there was hope. You know, what I mean, I, I mean, I um, I was reaching out to him and, and trying to get him to come back. You know, and 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 letting, making him aware that it didn't really matter to me whether he couldn't play or not. Just you need to be out here. And then. um And when we started uh, the first European tour, we did three weeks after he passed. Yeah, it was obvious. It was it was different because it's permanent now. And you know, I mean, that's you know, that's 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 pretty. That's that's a pretty big uh, big change. You know, I mean, yeah, it's it's permanent. He's not uh, he's not gonna be coming back. And so yeah, it's different.
0: Tom, it seems like you've spent like a long time sort of writing about, thinking about mortality, but you know, for, for all of us, it's, you know, you kind of have a perspective that, geez, you've been doing this since you were a teenager. So you kind of have like a teenager's perspective on mortality. And, you know, we all think that we're 30 years away from being able to face it in a very real way, way, like you just have just a few weeks ago. How does that sort of, I don't know, does, does it change your, your sort of, perspective on mortality in general?
1: No, you know, growing up, uh, growing up, I had, uh, uh, when I was 13, um, my grandmother passed away and I didn't handle that very well. Uh, she was a big part of my life and it really, really affected me. Um, and um, and then when we recorded, uh, when we were recording World uh, world painted blood. Um, my sister had passed away from cancer that 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 uh, in June. Uh, uh, so, you know, and so I, I I know I don't handle that very well, especially when it's family, when it's someone that's really close to me. And uh, you know, and when I got the call about Jeff, you know, it's like that kind of bummed me out. I spent a lot of time in... in you know my room by myself and thinking about him and uh you know it's you know you we when you write about the subject and you in your deal or or you or it it you know it it in some ways it is easier to handle that kind of that those thoughts and but it, you know it's it's writing about it and then experience it and having those feelings is different. It's different when it's, it's you know, when it's at your doorstep. And I, I would assume that that's the same for everybody. You know what I mean? It's, you know, and you, uh, specialists and psychologists that write about, you know, where the mind's at and how the people think about what they do and all that. And, but I'm sure it's the same story when it's right in front of them and it's and it's it's part of their life. They feel, you know, I'm sure we all feel the same way when it's, when it's right in front of us, so you know what i mean it doesn't you know it 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 doesn't change the fact that you're going to hurt you know what i mean it doesn't change the fact that that it that that it in it in in a, some deep way it it is going to affect you you know you just you know you 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 learn to accept it and you and you hope that you know and you hope that when something when the day comes for you that everybody else doesn't you know, that, they, that they, they're strong and, and that they keep, you know, they, they keep their heads up and, and, uh, and walk proud in your memory. You know what I mean?
2: Have you changed the way that you are living as a result of these things? I,
1: I, I started changing my, the way I lived a long time ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I started, you know, I was, you know, I, I paid attention to my health and I, and, um, you know, uh, I got married and I have kids and, so things that changed, you know, they changed naturally for me because, uh, you know, I have responsibilities and, you know, I have a family that I, that, that I really love and concerned about. And I want to make sure that I'm around as long as I can be for them. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I started thinking differently about me when things just started happening to me. You know what I mean? Uh, in '06, I had my gallbladder surgery. Yeah. Which told me that I need to change my my uh, my eating habits. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Uh, you know my my brother and my brother suffered a a, a, a stroke, a, a heart attack. My mother did the same. So that made me open my eyes about my you know my potential for uh, the same. You know, I I have the same genes they do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I started thinking about that and uh, my neck issue, I couldn't head bang anymore, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, and in checking out my neck, they, you know, they did a whole scan of my spine and told me that your lower spine, we're going to have to do something about that soon. You know what I mean? So I, uh, you know, in and, and it's all in due time, things were just kind of made brought to my attention and, you know, and you have to make a decision, you know what I mean? It's, do I want to you know do I want to uh, live happily or do I want to live in pain <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah so things were brought to my attention and I had you know I, I, I took it upon myself to to change my, certain habits of mine
0: I had seen an interview with a, a musician at one point who was talking about how he's happy in the studio he's recording the whole thing and then he goes out on tour and when he came back he was about to shave and he looked at the stubble on his beard and all of a sudden, after touring, he saw this, these gray hairs starting to happen. And he's like, wait a minute. None of those gray hairs happened before I hit the road. Why? What is it about the road? And that was when he said, I'm just not touring anymore. Do oh, you? Uh, who said that? Uh, it's a guy by the name of James Murphy. He's working with uh, uh, Max Cavalera now. He's got a band called LCD Sound System, which is as unmetal as you could possibly get. Uh, but do you ever have that where you get back from a tour, you feel the tour in a way?
1: No. No. I feel the tour of the first day it starts. <laughs> 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 Dude, you know, when I when I when I hit the road and it's like, fuck. All right, one down. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, I don't I I mean, I don't, no, I, I don't. I the only time I feel the road is it's because, you know, you just you know, there's a there's a point where you just just tired, tired of traveling, uh, you're not getting enough sleep. You know what I mean? That's, but you know, that, that's, that, that's just, that's a, that's a part of touring. You know, what I mean, you, you know, when you were younger, you could deal with all that shit. You know what I mean? You were invincible, you know, but you know, when you reach a certain point in, 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 you know, in in your life, and there was, like I said, there's things that, that, that would happen to me. And then someone's telling me, okay, you're not getting enough, enough rest. That's why this is happening. And you're like, oh. You know what I mean? So that, that, that's something that, that sticks in your mind, and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to take advantage of my sleep then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you, change, you have to change your way of life in order to continue doing what you do and make yourself happy. You can't just, you just can't be miserable all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, like, so, and like uh, I can't think of when it was. I was like around the time of uh, Seasons in the Abyss. Uh, a doctor told me that you know you're 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 going through this because because you're not getting enough sleep. Tell me tell me about your schedule. And and at the time, <laughs> and at the time schedule. we had just finished thirteen in a row. Yeah. You know, yeah. at the time we had just finished thirteen shows in a row, and then the first you know and I told him I go yeah well you know we just got done thirteen in a row and we have a day off and then we do another three or four, and he looked at me goes because there's your problem right there. I'm like what. You know what I mean? Like, what's the problem? He <laughs> says, because you're not getting enough rest. Because you need to rest. Because you're you're not you're not letting your body recoup recover. And I, you know, and it's like a ding, A little light went on. I'm thinking, okay. So from that moment on, you know, I I told myself, no matter what it is I got to do, I'm going to fucking lay down and do nothing for several hours. And make sure I get plenty of that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And like I said, those are the things that, you know, you you listen to, you listen to, obviously, and in my case, I was listening to the doctors when they would tell me these things. But, you know, you got to listen to your body. You know, and if your body's, if you're running ragged and you feel like that and you feel tired and I don't know why I can't sleep or I don't, you know what I mean? It's because you're fucking exhausted. Your body's telling you, stop, you know, take a nap if you have yeah. to do something because you're wearing me out, dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Do you get to build that kind of time into the tours nowadays now that you're, now that you're at the top level? I mean, so do you kind of well, build your tours to, to accommodate some of that stuff?
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, because, you know, I, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, there were, there were, there were several tours where, uh, you know, I, I can, I lost my voice, you know, uh, uh, once at the end of a set so I couldn't sing the next day, I couldn't even talk. That 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 same night I couldn't talk. Uh, a few times I've lost it in the middle of a set so I couldn't even finish the set. Uh, which told me that okay. They told me that told me that I needed to rest and that I wasn't getting enough rest, so that changed our touring schedule. You know, uh we were usually usually doing four in a row, five in a row, you know what I mean? So that changed it to okay, I won't do no more than 3 in a row. Now, I, and I need and if I do 4 in a row, I need 2 days to recover from, from my voice. You know, what I mean, look at my, listen to how my voice sounds now. And we did two shows and a day off yesterday. I have a show today. You know what I mean? So now it's two shows, a day off, three shows, a day off, and no more 4 in a row.
0: Tom, I know you're going to say that you tour because you love it because that's what the fans want to hear, right? But I mean, it, it, is it, what else it motivates you? I mean, it's not like you're, dude.
1: dude it's you know you, you you're right about that. But the the, the true answer, and the answer that, that I was going to give you is that you know the, the, the fans, the fans love it. So why not throw the
0: Slayer festival once a year? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's enough land out there. Let the you know, fans come to you.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, believe it or not, that was uh, in uh, I, I, not recent, not in the recent time, but in, uh, I'd say maybe about ten years back. Ten years back, I remember <laughs> that was something that Jeff would always bring up. <laughs> you know, it's like, why, why do we have to tour? Why can't we just play in one one spot yep. and then have everybody come to us? <laughs> that was that was uh, that was jeff's answer to touring <laughs> you know what i mean and uh, and i kind of agree with him i said yeah let's do that we will just do one show a year and everybody can come to us yeah hell yeah
0: <laughs> as long as it's within a couple hours drive of austin we're, we're yeah, totally, yeah, totally down
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean that, that that was something that you know that jeff had brought up a long time ago it's like you know because he was you know to some extent kind of over it at, at at one point he was like fuck but you know i mean it's it, he did it because you know, we have we have fans, and fans still buy tickets. Fans still buy our records, and, and you know, and when we play, it, it just makes it makes everybody happy. You know what I mean? And and that's that the that's the best part of what we do is when you're playing and you're looking out into the crowd, and they're all just you know there's shit-eating grins from ear to ear. You know what I mean? And as you know, and as the guy next to him is hitting him in the head, he's still smiling. That's like with his head bobbing, boom, boom, just shit-eating grin. You know what I mean? <laughs> And that that that's what makes it. Just imagine uh, that in
0: your front yard, Tom. How's that? Just imagine that in your front yard.
1: No. <laughs> no. Not my front yard. <laughs> no. And I, I had to keep the gate closed to make sure they don't get into <laughs> <get them laughs> my property. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was Chuck. Yeah, you gotta keep gotta keep the
2: keep it quiet at home, man. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Shh, they're here. The, quiet. <laughs>
2: we'll, we'll put that in Dallas, you know, so, so <laughs> yeah. somewhere a little farther away.
1: To, you know, don't make me set off my landmines. <laughs> 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 you know, got I got my snipers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We watched the the video of the memorial, and and it was funny because when you guys did the video montage, and then on came Metallica's "Fade to Black." My first thought was, "Why has Slayer never written a ballad? <laughs> we need the ballad right now." Oh, uh, dude, we we did we did write a ballad. Why why not use it right
1: there? What was the uh, what was it about "Fade to Black"? I I don't know. I that was uh, something his wife put together. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah she 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 put the music together. She picked out songs that were his songs. Uh. Now, these were songs that uh, that, that were that the songs that were played that evening were songs that that Jeff uh, that Jeff liked and and uh, his wife uh, felt that they were appropriate to play. You know, she picked out the the songs that she thought were appropriate to play, and these were you know songs that he listened to or bands that he liked when he when he was at home.
2: Speaking of uh, Jeff's music, you say that the new material that you're working on has got uh, got some of his stuff in it.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, there's There's one song that was complete that never made it onto uh, onto the World Painted Blood album. So that one, you know, that one, that one is one that we're just gonna have to, you know, polish up and and finish up because it's it's done. I just me and Jeff were working on lyric ideas at the time, and and neither one of us was uh, obviously happy with what we were doing. (laughs) Uh, So that's uh, something that we're probably gonna uh, put some some time and energy into if we can make it come together. So we get to hear
0: all the ideas that you had that he didn't like all that much?
1: Yeah. (laughs) 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 No, because there was was something that we were all liking. Now it's a question of, you know, uh, writing the lyrics for it, finishing it up. Um, And then there were two songs that Jeff kind of demoed. One was demoed uh, while Kerry uh, was in the studio demoing his ideas uh, about a year and a half ago. You know, they carried demoed uh, quite a few songs, and and of of all the songs, there were two that he finished up, and that I put lyrics to. Uh, but Jeff managed to come into the studio a few times and and uh, put together a demo uh, of a of a tune that he wanted to work on, and and then there was another song that he put together before, like a month before he passed. he, he sent a song out to everybody. Uh, that I, when I, I heard it, I was like, oh my God, these, and both songs are great songs, the demo, the demos. Mm-hmm. So it's a question of sitting down and deciding what we want to do with them. So, uh, but there is music. There's at least three songs that I'm, uh, that, that, that I know of. Uh, I'm sure there's other music, but it would be a question of listening to it and you know, and finding something that's complete, you know what I mean? Uh, to me, it would mean more to find one that's complete that we can work with, as opposed to trying to trying to finish something that he started. That and you know, I don't. I want to make sure that we're we're doing his music justice. I don't want to. I think it'd be kind of wrong to to you know find something that we think is great and then finish writing a song for him when we don't really know what he wanted to do with the song. Yeah. We just know this is a bit and piece that he put together. So, um, so it's gonna it's gonna take some time, uh, you know. And this this you know, we're, we're, it's gonna have to be something, you know. It's just gonna have to be something special. And, and so, we'll we'll see what happens, and we'll see, you know. I know everyone's expecting a, a new album, but we'll we'll have to see, you know. We'll have to see about that. We'll have to see what the outcome is of what what we have, and and how we're gonna move forward.
0: Is it possible that you won't be happy?
1: I don't know. You know, I, I can't, I can't answer that because, you know I mean? When, you know, people are like, when, whenever we do anything new, or something like, so, so, uh, you know, how's the record sounding? Uh, some of the songs sound great. So what do you think? Is it going to be, you know, and we're like, man, I can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah. The songs that are, sound great now might sound like shit later. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's kind of how we, you know, we, we, we are in the studio. That's the way we've always been. It's, you know, it, we have to really, really like it because if at one point it just sucks, that song is gone. You know what I mean? So we, you know, uh, the past few records that we have put together, we've had music for a while. You know, a year, a year and a half. And then you go back to it and you listen to it. And if it still feels awesome and great, then you know you got a great song. You know what I mean? So we don't. You just don't get together and put together 20 songs and you pick out the ones that you like. Because... Those probably suck too. (laughs) You just like them because they're better than the other ones. (laughs) That's always been the band's philosophy. It's like, you know, it's like, ugh, this sucks. Yeah, but, you know, we've been playing it. Yeah, I know we have, but it still sucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we appreciate you taking your time out, dude. We are going to get to see you uh, once again during Fun, Fun, Fun Fest coming up here in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I, I like doing it last year. The, the last time we did it, it was it was pretty, really cool.
2: We won't have Danzig to bounce things off of, though. So. <laughs> That was some good stuff, by the way. Just What's that? No, I said that that was some really good stuff, by the way. The writer that you guys had put together after the whole Danzig incident,
1: the last yeah. time you played, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That we were we were told about. You know, that kind of that kind of stuff always surprises me. It's like fuck. It, it just amazes me that that uh, people. You know, I, in, in when I say people in general, you know, obviously I'm talking about people in bands or people that have been doing this for a while that. That they that they, they they think that they are that way. I it blows my mind. You know, what I mean, it's like you know, it's like the brown M M&M and M incident. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like it's like that's not a brown M M&M. and M. Oh, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? I'll give you a brown M and M.
0: It must be so rare, though, when somebody actually tells you. That you've done something wrong. You must be able to get away with so much. Because, I mean, who's going to tell Tom Araya, hey, dude, that wasn't right? You know? Do you ever have, I mean, do you have that person who you can trust? Maybe besides the wife. I was just say, that's what wives are for. Yeah,
1: yeah that, that's the wife telling me that, oh, you should have done that. And then I'll like, oh, well. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? But, you know, I, I I hope I don't come across the way like that. Like, I, I don't have my onion soup. I can't go on stage. <laughs> I, you know, to me, I, you know, I couldn't care less, you know, what I mean, I, and and that's the one thing that I really, really admire about uh, us as a band. I mean, you know, everybody else freaks out for us, and then, you know, when when somebody has to bring us the news that, okay, we can't do this because we don't have that, you know, and we'll just look at them and it's like, okay, uh, that's why you know, and you're, you're not mad? Why, why? Why be mad? It's like, it's not the end of the world, <laughs> you know we can do it without it. We've done it before. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so you know if I can't have you know what I'm used to, it's okay. Life goes on you know it's 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 it's, it's another day, <laughs> <laughs> so it amazes me that people sometimes people are the way they are and and then they get away with it, you know because people allow it.
0: Well, only for so long.
1: Yeah, you're right, but but they still get away with it, you know. what I mean, because you know people allow it, and, and to me, it's like life is life. You know, I mean, you when and that was, like I said, that's one thing I really liked about us as a band because you know you know some days all hell breaks loose, nothing works, everything's fucked up, and you know and the crews, you know the backline's all worried. You know, what I mean, we're like, dude, don't 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 stress it. You know, make it work. We'll, it'll. It, we'll, you can make it work. Don't worry about it. And that's that's one thing I really really loved about this band and the, and the four of us as a band because none of us ever stressed out and we made sure nobody else stressed out because hey, life's too short, man. Well, you know we'll make it work. We, we've we've done shows where you know I I you know I broke a string and no this is like in the early days uh, I broke a bass string, uh, or G- Jeff or Kerry broke a guitar string. And we didn't have anybody to change it, you know, because we had one person working for us. So we just switched out. You know, Carrie would play bass. Jeff would continue playing guitar. And then they would switch. And then Jeff would play bass, and then Carrie would play guitar. And, you know, until the, the, the one tech that we did have at the time, which was my brother... Well you know had had time to change the string because he was out front doing sound. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We've we've done that on several occasions where people go like, "Hey, notice you were playing." You know, you were just singing. I said, "Yeah." Um, one of the guitarist players broke a string, and uh, the one tech that we had was out front doing sound, so he ran to the back, changed the string, and made sure it was ready, and then went back to the front and did sound. You know, so you make it work. You know, it's like you you'll find a way. <laughs> That's the best line from uh, from uh, Jurassic Park.
2: Life will find a way. Life will
1: find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Kill is we've lost Then we return from the dead Attacking once more now We're twice as the three We conquer the move on ahead oh. My world's kept
2: Opity for Pityford Coward, Suicide Silence on the Metal Sucks podcast. I know we thrown in a couple of old songs on this one, but uh, Mitch Lucker passed away a year ago uh, as of Friday, November 1st, I think was the, the date. So we thought we'd throw that one in there since uh, they're working on new material and they got all that stuff going them now with the news elite
0: singer and all that oh good for them yeah is that like a thing like like uh isn't it like if you your spouse dies you're supposed to wait a, a year to date is that what it is so like did they go it, in
2: did they go in on november 1st and start working and yeah, yeah did, oh, wow is
0: it is yeah i wonder if it's like did because they named eddie before a year was up uh, maybe is you know was that oh that's right was cause, that oh me? man it was a
2: year ago because it was uh those, those creepy halloween photos yes, that he took of himself exactly. on his phone oh my god that's weird yeah
0: <laughs> those were creepy like that was some creepy last. i should have taken pictures of my halloween outfit stuff. this year It was uh it was mitch Luck or the day after halloween yeah, yeah. Oh, all right yeah, good
2: good times right there man Hey, uh, the Metal Sucks Podcast brought to you by uh, ToonTrack, the Swedish software company behind the drum samplers and software tools that many of your favorite bands rely on for uh, songwriting and studio work. Easy Drummer, Superior Drummer, Easy Mix 2, and more. All throughout November, they are celebrating Metal Month, an entire month dedicated only to metal. Head to ToonTrack.com for new gear deals and happenings yeah you want your
0: track.com you want your uh, album to sound a little bit more like suicide silences recent stuff and a little <laughs> less like slayer's old stuff then yeah it's, it's uh, a way one that's one, one, way, one to do it. A way to do it exactly right there,
2: but we are we are talking while we are listening to uh the slayer and uh, tom mariah talk about uh, old school slayer stuff and thinking about the how much how cool it would have been to be at those shows at the palladium and did you see uh the playlist that that they did at the palladium
0: and uh for those little shows that yeah. happened oh my god but it, aren't they doing that for Holy the whole tur- tour i don't know if they are or not man. i wanted to ask him about that because it seems like slayer did did this exactly the way slayer is gonna do it which is almost like as a happy accident you know it's like every other yeah. band on earth yeah, would have yeah. been like we're only touring you know like iron maidens like real organized about it they have Marketing and everything is all about we're doing Power Slave, yeah. Oh, no, you know? exactly.
2: Well, that's but that's they designed the, the Somewhere Back in Time tour, right? Exactly, I mean, they designed an entire tour based around hey, we know that the stuff in the 90s sucked, so we're
0: only going here, yeah. Slayer, <laughs> yeah. we're like, ah, we couldn't remember the names of any of our recent songs, so here we go, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean, yeah. It was so it seems like a total accident and there's no marketing behind it. They're not pushing it. It's kind of cool that way, but at the same time, it seems like a lost
2: opportunity. Is it better for bands though that have that kind of catalog to stop at a certain point and not play any of their stuff on purpose? or is it is that sort of counterintuitive though? like you, if you're putting out a new album or you're writing new material and you don't play any of your new shit, why are you even touring? What's the point behind any of that stuff? Are Is that is that just your moneymaker now? Is that the money machine that, that says, okay, I'm going to go sell some Slayer T-shirts, or I'm going to go sell some Maiden T-shirts, so I don't have to uh, put anything out there for the new album? Or is it, I mean, is that important, or is it just for the fans? Have the fans dictated it enough to go, uh, nope, I don't want to hear anything past Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, and you can suck it. We're going we're going to leave in the encore. Because if you play Benjamin Brig, um yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I mean, cuz you'll I, be lucky to get away with tail gunner. Because I Yeah. Right. fear the dark. All right. Okay. That's totally acceptable. That's that's uh, Oh. Yeah, okay. But but I mean, Slayer, you think about it and even some of the stuff that you might disqualify Uh, if you hit a timeline on them, like, uh, you think about God hates us all, uh, you know, if you don't have disciple in a set, that would really be kind of piss me off because I love that song. Like that's one of my favorite songs that they've ever done. And that, but that record is not completely my favorite, like top to bottom. It's not one of their best albums. I don't think. So, you know, I don't know. How do you do it? Is it just a best of playlist or do you do a seasons in the abyss where you tour and just play that album? Uh, and that trend is, has been growing like for years now, where bands
0: are just touring and saying, we're going to play this album. Fans um, love it. Do they? Yeah. I mean, is that the thing? Fans the love it. it. But you know what the problem is? It shows the band has given up. Really? I believe so. Can It's basically saying, you know what? We don't have any ideas that we want you to hear or is it a mark in time like is like because i think the um there's the, no going back like the melvin's so no hard no, no. To well, back. well but i'm saying
2: like the melvin's did it where they did the twenty, was it twenty? oh god was it 25 years uh of houdini or something like that where they did the they did the 20 years or two, yeah whatever and they played the houdini for the entire tour and just did that one album and literally just did that one album they didn't do anything else like you know, Metallica will come out and say we're just going to do the do the black album, and it's all this other shit behind it. Yeah, no, 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 Melvin's just did that album and then walked away. So I mean, if it's a mark in time where it's an anniversary or something or something like that, that seems like it might make sense to do that for that for that album. But
0: you know, otherwise, then yes, maybe they are giving up. I, I I I I don't say that they are, but I'm saying that that's almost what they're communicating. They're saying, you know what the new stuff the new album don't even buy it <laughs> you know what I mean which most people aren't going to but you don't want the band to admit it Well do you think Slayers actually saying that I mean that doesn't seem I, I don't think that, that, that no that band because is there's doing so that. much going on emotionally with them true. Maybe not with Carrie because he doesn't have any emotions, but the rest of them, there's <laughs> he is, he is a machine, dude. He is a machine. <laughs> He's like you, but yeah. Carrie the- <laughs> Holt will not
2: will not write out, write for this album. Uh, I thought that was kind of twisted. That happened actually after he talked to Tom Ryan. Uh-huh. I was like, oh man,
0: damn it, dude. Uh, we could have sat there with Tom all day.
2: I know, honestly. I, we just ran out of time. Yeah. We totally ran out of time. And I wish we would have asked about Dave Lombardo. That was one of the things that we missed yeah. and Well, uh, we didn't, didn't get miss to talk it. About. Well, we just no, we, didn't we were talking we were like doing hand signals to each other to like mention it and then he'd say something and we're like, Oh, what about this? Yeah. I, oh, yeah.
0: yeah. It was I so it, everything we was talking about was so good. But I, going back to this topic, I just think that, that that the fans love it. I love it as a fan, but if I were the band, I would resist it, resist it, resist it for as long as I possibly can. Hmm i don't know i think it's a i think it's almost a uh easy moneymaker it's like a best
2: of don't you think like, bleeding through should have done right <laughs> the, the, the best of tour it should have done the this love is murderous tour yeah. and then and, give up and, 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 then be done. <laughs> and then we're walking away for a while it's a well i think i mean i think it seems like it seems like it would be just a really quick you could do like big show especially if you're a big upper tier band
0: yeah. you could do it and and get away with it but. it's a great it's a great marketing idea because it's like it, it, previously the only thing you could do is go this is us giving up tour <laughs> and everybody comes out to watch you give up right but yeah the, the no more tours tour yeah exactly and then and then now it's like well we're giving up but we're gonna give up in a you know it's a very different way it's, you know uh, it's
2: branded differently they took, yeah. they took it they, they took the, they, they took your uh <sighs> and they branded <laughs> it that's what they did they took your big sigh yeah and branded it
0: yeah okay
2: all right i guess we'll go ahead and tour on this album again but boy you know uh.
0: you know that that bands like Slayer and Iron Maiden no matter how big you are when you see a band like Gojira come along and they're doing something that's exciting and awesome just like you were 20 years ago. But I tell you 20 years if ago, Gojira
2: came out and did the Link tour where they just played the Link I would be there because that would I'm be gonna awesome. I'm going to be there man.
0: anyway their last album's brilliant. But I mean but they could they could
2: not play anything from the last album just play the stuff no, from the Link and no, I would be I would, dude that would no, be awesome. No, I, But you're wrong. It'd be a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah but know? everybody's got to hear flying. Wales, dude. But it would be a once in a lifetime thing.
0: Yeah, but not now, not now, not right now. They're still trying to get people to listen to their new album. And they got to wait till they give up, for <laughs> what? They got to wait till they give up. Till they complete. All right, you suck. We're we're okay. We're done. Yeah, that's and then you do it. You know, we're gonna. Well, do I think, it think there's a different from Mars to Sirius. Give up tour, and, <laughs> and then, then we'll do a then we'll do a uh, La Valse sauvage give, give up, up tour. tour. But La Valse and- is their best. Album and yeah, yeah. and and boy, well, based on the 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 sample that we got of the new blue- material oh, yeah, that's coming next week. Th- th- this is exclusive, people. Yeah. You will not yeah. get this anywhere. And I know you saw Slayer in concert with Gojira opening up, and you've never heard of Gojira before, and Gojira just blew your freaking mind. You got to tune in next week because yeah. we've got brand exclusive new sample. a sample of direct, new- uh, Go- direct
2: from Joe Duplantier. Yeah. Direct from him. We've, we've got brand new Goodyear Hell music. Yeah. It's pretty
0: badass, man. And, and this next album is going to be awesome. You think so? Oh, dude! You think it's gonna be okay? I feel like they're still excited about what they're doing. You know, they're still
2: like I don't know. Dude. I think everybody like we've we've been talking to so many musicians lately, and I think I feel like everybody's excited right now. Yeah, I, I think there's a there's a lot of excitement, except for the bleeding through, dude. Yeah, uh, exactly. Except for, except for Brandon, you know, Doc Coyle, and, and a few others. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple that aren't that aren't that excited, but, but, but you know,
0: for most of them, they're they're excited. And you know what happens? They sit in the back of the van instead of like trying to fall asleep or uh, read a book. Can stare out the window so they don't throw up, you know, then in, they're writing music. Because that's what they're excited to do mm. and good stuff comes out of
2: that man and we're going to talk to gojira next week about that because what's one of the most interesting revelations about the way that they operate as a band yeah comes up in that interview and i think that's really kind of cool it might be pretty and,
0: unique too and honestly i don't
2: hear it from any other band so that's something that's going to be on next week's uh, metal sucks podcast so make sure you tune into that and subscribe on itunes and all that good stuff because we post it weekly on MetalSucks.net, but you can get it directly to your iphone or ipad or whatever your device is of choice if you just click Click on subscribe and make sure you give us five stars and then tell us how terrible we are because that's usually what helps us out. worked for bleeding through. Right, no doubt. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to give up. Oh, my life sucks and I'm an (laughs) awful person. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, pretty much how I roll. Thanks to uh, TuneTrack for uh, helping us out with this week's episode. Christmas. And uh, all that. uh, What what else you got? I think that's about it, man. I'm Chiggy Chuck. I'm Godless. And this has been the Mental Sucks Podcast.